it's possible to do anything, even if you're from a small city or even or if you're from a big city, it doesn't matter where you're from, where you are from. You can do anything. It's possible to achieve anything. But to do that, you have to work hard. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine, to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you. Thank you all so much for the support. More than 175 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to the Vatican Church, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future, and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians, and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation. will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Anastasia Vadopyanova. Anastasia is an international IT management student at Simon Kuznets Kharkiv National University of Economics. She is a Flex alumna of 2019, where she was a basketball cheerleader in the USA in her high school and a YLET alumna 2019 workshop for youth leaders in English teaching held in Washington, D.C. Anastasia is passionate about learning English and German, 
reciting poems, singing, and organizing events. She is a member of the Youth Council in her university in the event-making department. Currently, she is an English teacher. She loves teaching people of different ages and occupations. Nastya, how are you today? I'm very good today. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, fantastic, brilliant, and full of energy to have this wonderful conversation. So to begin, I'm really curious about you to know when you really want to feel alive, when you want to balance yourself, feel recharged and full of passion, what is something that you like to do? Well, actually, my first thing that I really love to do is to communicate with people. I don't know, I get some magical energy from people, from their fascinated stories, from their experiences, especially when we didn't have quarantine. Um, we were going to the university straight to the lessons and we met a lot of people there. And I knew I met so many new contacts and new acquaintances. And these people inspire me really much because they have different backgrounds. They have different experiences. Uh, and also, I think that reciting poems is also also makes me really feel really great because I uh, express all my emotions. I um, I feel every word of the poem, and it really it really makes me feel good. Wonderful. Let's begin with people. You spoke about that giving you energy. What kind of energy is that energy? It's the energy of motivation, I think, because uh, in my university, there are so many amazing people, very talented, energetic, motivated. And when I talk to them, when I, lear when I learn something new from them, I get a great motivation to improve my own knowledge, my skills, and to they give me great motivation to change something in my own life and maybe to cooperate somehow with them in order to make something great in the university, for example, in our youth council. Uh, so this is, yeah, that's the kind of energy, motivation, stimulation for something great in the future that I can actually do, uh, for example, myself and together with those people. Really good. So I'll ask you a bit of a tricky question, but it's really good. Mm -hmm. Imagine someone with the same background as you, but they have that motivated, talented energy or someone with a totally interesting, different background, but they don't have that energy, which one would you be more interested to communicate with? Oh, that's a very tricky question for me. Well, I think that uh, it's super interesting for me to learn some new backgrounds of people, some new stories, new experiences. And even if this person doesn't have any like that energy or motivation or stimulation, then I don't feel that. But I think that uh, the actual background can give it to me because I met so many people in America, um, so many international students, and uh, we were not uh, we were not friends at that time. But after making some contacts and after uh, after listening to their backgrounds, I was uh, I was so interested in doing in making new contacts, in continuing making uh, friendship with these people. And after that, I think that actual these backgrounds gave me great energy and motivation and. Uh, it um, improved me in some ways and gave me some new knowledge about other countries, maybe about some other, some people's characters and some of their peculiarities, for example. So I think that it would be more interesting for me to listen to a new background because um, uh, talking about the people who have the same background as I do, I think that I, uh, it's kind of the same and it's not that interesting for me. Uh, yeah, maybe I can get some energy from that 
from them, but uh, it's it's more interesting for me to to learn about new backgrounds, actually. Yes. And what is really important and valuable to you about those new backgrounds? You mentioned stories. You mentioned like knowledge about different cultures and countries. But you said inspiring. Is it maybe people overcoming difficulties? That's what's most interesting to you. Is it really the differences between their habits and yours? And therefore, it tells you, wow, our habits are not fixed. We can be anything we want or just general knowledge and you're a curious girl maybe in your personality and that is the factor at play maybe it's more about uh, the stories about some of the difficulties that they overcame before because these people who struggle with something difficult who overcome uh, obstacles they inspire me very much and when i was in washington dc uh during the uh workshop for young leaders in english teaching we've had uh, more than 20 people from all the all around the globe and we were talking to each other we were uh, sharing our stories our backgrounds and uh, i've heard a lot of uh, stories about some difficulties about something that went wrong in the in the people's life and how they struggled with that and it inspired really much because i saw how strong people could be at that moment and how um and how inspired how motivated they were to overcome any obstacles that were in their way even if they were from from poor countries or from um or they had some i don't know personal troubles in their lives anyway they struggled with that and this story inspired me very much in that in that case yes how strong and how motivated they are to overcome those difficult situations, backgrounds, and hardships. And how is this similar to poetry? Well, I think that a lot of poets, and especially a lot of Ukrainian poets, uh, I think that they were putting their own emotions, their own backgrounds into the poems, and uh, they wanted to people to see their message to everyone. And of course, um, I... I love talking to people and I love to support them in kind of situation because I'm a little bit interested in psychology and I love to, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really keen on um, feeling people, um, know, understanding their emotions. And that's why I think the poetry is very connected to these psychological tricks and not even tricks, but I mean that uh, with understanding people's feelings, their emotions and uh, their, uh, their actions. And that's why I think the poetry also uh, really attracts me in such a way that I feel that energy, I feel that emotions and the message of the poets that who, who actually put their message in their, their poems. Wonderful. This is really interesting. And tell me more about your interest in psychology. Well, I have never, th I have never thought that I would be interested in that. But uh, I, in sometimes when I entered my university and then I decided finally to study management, management is very connected to psychology because we have to work with people, we have to work in a team, and we have to, uh, we have to make sure that everyone feels comfortable and feels normal in the, uh, in the team and that the atmosphere is friendly in the whole team. And I think that that's why psychology also attracts me because I'm so, um, I'm so passionate about, um, about feeling other people's emotions. And that's why I think that for, for me, as for my future career, for my future profession, it's very 
is also very important to know something about psychology uh, of people uh, so as to understand them better and to improve their work their work conditions and to improve the the outcome of the whole company where I would like to work in. So I think that this is how it is connected with the management, with working with people and psychologists. I think that you know, we cannot take that part of, uh, of management. Yes. And you mentioned that you're interested in feeling the emotions of people, correct? Mm-hmm. Are you an empath? Or is it easy for you whenever someone is around to feel their emotions? Or is it a skill you're actively trying to develop? I think that currently it's a skill that I'm trying to develop because sometimes uh, sometimes it's hard for me to kind of um, feel comfortable when I'm in a strange surrounding, for example. But I think that uh, it's a great uh, way to learn it, to, to leave the comfort zone and to uh, see more people who might never whom I never met before, for example, and to struggle with my, that feeling of a little bit introvert feeling, I think. Uh, but I'm working on it now, I think, uh, and um, I think that I'm doing good. But yeah, I think that it's a little bit of the trouble and a little bit of like making, uh, achieving the skill of being more uh, extrovert with people. Yes. So if I understood correctly, your nature is more introverted and you're working on developing the skills of being extroverted and you're interested in people and inspired by their backgrounds. And when you work as a manager, you want to create harmony and a great workplace where people feel heard, accepted, and free to give their best work, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And why is that interesting to you if it's not your nature? Why not choose something that is more introverted and aligned with your idiosyncrasies? Yeah, uh, I think that I always kind of uh, make challenges for myself because uh, I understand that I'm a little bit introvert and I'm so, it's sometimes so hard for me to uh, get, to feel con- comfortable when I'm with a strange, uh, when I'm with some um, people whom I never met before. But I think that, um, so I have such a story. Uh, so some years ago, I went, uh, I went to the camp uh, an English camp and we were like in teams and uh, our task was to make kind of little performances and uh, I and then I understood that it was my sphere to organize something to get some new ideas and new points but that feeling of being a little bit shy a little bit of introvert actually didn't let me do it in a in a full extent uh, and from that point I decided to struggle with the feeling and now I can say that from uh, my experience in America, from all the contests I participated in, I can say that I overcame the, the, a very huge part of that uh, problem. And um, that's why I decided to, to set up another challenge for me. And, uh, and I'm very interested in management. I think that to be a good manager, I have to overcome more and more this, um, this problem of myself. So I think that's the reason why. Yes, and you like to set challenges for yourself. Is this part of your nature or something that after Flex and YLAT and other life experiences, you understood, discovered, and decided to be someone who constantly challenges themselves? 
I think that's just my nature because uh, Flex and Wildlife were also a great, they were also great challenges for me because I'm from a small city and at that time when I participated in Flex, uh, I can't say that we had so many opportunities in my city. It, it, it's also like a village, I think it's very small to have some great opportunities for teenagers, for, uh, for youth. And that's why I've heard about uh, Flex uh, program and I decided to set a challenge for me. Why not? It's like, it's not for me to just sit in one place and do nothing. I always want to be active. I want, always want to participate in something new, something never experienced before. That gives me a great energy. And um, I do not, I feel that I do something, something great for myself, for society. And that um, maybe these challenges will make me professional in some sphere in the future and they will make they will give me great skills for achieving some goals in the future i like how this is the sixth time right now in less than 15 minutes or whatever that you mention energy so yeah. it's one of your favorite words but even before we dive deeper into that well imagine one of two things one, you can be the best manager ever, you can have everything, but you're not allowed to challenge yourself. Or you never arrive to the finish point, but you constantly have challenges and see constant progress to becoming that person that overcomes that timidity or introversion or whatever feeling that holds you back. Which one would you choose and why? Oh, that's a very interesting question. But I think that for example, if I'm a like a top manager, uh, a great professional in that sphere, uh, I think that's kind of uh, a point where I have and when I have no challenges to set up for me, I think that the life at that point would be a little bit not interesting for me. Uh, so I would be better, I think, uh, not as top man, not that not at that top position. I can be like a usual manager, for example, but I would have great challenges for me. And these challenges would uh, help me to achieve maybe a new position in some other companies or to improve my own skills. So I think that it would be better for me, more interesting, more inspiring, giving me more motivation to do something, not just sit and do nothing uh, and be um, satisfied with my position at that time. Yes. So I'll ask you about four words and please remember them. What is the relationship between challenges energy, motivation, and inspiration, because they, they seem to be clustered in the way that you speak about them. So I wish to understand how are they related? What do they mean to you, etc. Challenges, energy, motivation, and inspiration. Yeah, these four words, are they are truly connected to each other. And I think that for me, they mean the sense of my life, I think, because uh, I cannot, as I, say, as I mentioned before, I just cannot, I can't, uh, how can I say that? Uh, it's very boring for me when I do nothing, when I'm just gonna exist, if I can say so even. Uh, but when I have uh, when I have something to um, struggle for, something to achieve, that actually brings some value, some, some sense to my life. And it makes all my actions, all my, um, all my persistence actually valued. And yeah. I think that it actually gives sense to my life and gives me, again, motivation to do something. So I think that these four words are actually, only now I, I kind of realized that, that they are four main words for my, uh, for my nature. 
Yes, and you spoke about persistence and that they will give sense to your persistence. Can you explain that more? Yeah, sure. Uh, so in my life, I think that I had so many contests and different difficulties that I had to overcome. Uh, and I think that um, when I see the results, when I see that, yeah, I achieved something and I see the clear way to my goal, and I see that uh, the way how I persist and, and maybe maybe not maybe in, uh, the way how I um, insist on my uh, insist on my um, actions and I see that the thing that I do they're not for nothing that they mean something to me first uh, first of all maybe to other people um, that's I think the way how I feel that that I I see that it's not for nothing right so I I can um, I see the results and I see the clear way to the to the goal thank you so you've had many difficulties and challenges and competitions in your life where you had to be persistent and work very hard and those things and the results and that they matter to you and to other people give sense and meaning that those were not for nothing correct yeah and to you personally and to understand your personality why is that those things being for nothing bad in your opinion or in your experience or if in your life well i think that of course when for example a person does something and this person wants to achieve their goal and of course when in some time this person says no the results it's a little bit disappointed of course that's and i think that it actually i face this problem also sometime when you do something when you struggle for something and you see nothing that you see no outcome from that of course it's very uh, disappointing and it's very um it's very sad for many people but i think that um it's also one of the challenges for every person and um yep yeah, and that's why i think that um that's difficult even even that i didn't see sometimes i didn't see results and i thought that everything was just was just for nothing and my actions they uh, will never like play me a good role but in some time I didn't give up and I actually thanked myself for that because it was very like it is a very great uh, chance to give up and just stop doing the thing that I did that time uh, but the way I well I am I think that it was very great that I overcame that I found some strengths for, uh, in me to overcome that difficulty of giving up and continued my uh, my work on something on my goals and um, and yeah I think that that gave me great skills also for my future life and just for my skills my, for my own personality. Yes, and what beliefs do you have that allow you to overcome the challenges, to persist, to be motivated, while many other people don't have them? And do you believe that most people around you, whether in your village, etc., have the similar attitude? And if not, what do they believe that doesn't allow them to be similar to you? I think for me, the main point, as I mentioned before, that um, I should never give up. Yeah, it's sometimes we have difficulty. We have difficulties. Sometimes it's very hard to struggle to continue this, uh, the the um, achievement of the goal. But it's it doesn't mean that you have to stop and not to move to the way to your goal. Uh, I think that that belief uh, actually actually uh, 
provided me that way to the goals, provided me the uh, the great experience, and that actually plays a great role for me uh, right now. And talking about my uh, surrounding, well, I can say that, for example, my friends, my family, they also have such a belief, and I'm very thankful thankful for them that they kind of gave me that inspiration, they gave me that belief that whatever happens, never give up, always struggle for the better, always do what you can and reach your goals, uh, whatever happens. But uh, if talk about my whole village, I think that sometimes mm, a lot of people do not see the positive outcome of uh, in the future. Of course, yeah, as I mentioned before, we all have tr- we all have troubles, but not everybody can find uh, strength to realize that and to uh, hope for the best. And I think that. That's very important for every person because uh, if you do not see that uh, in the future you will be something better, you will be have something more positive than you have now. If you do not do that, then actually, you know, how we think the, th- the same way things happen in life. Uh, and that's why I think that people just do not have enough uh, motivation because of not thinking in a positive way about their life, about any of their goals. That's what I would love to tell to every person just not think about the difficulties they have right now everything changes everything goes away and anyway positive uh positive positive things will happen in the future now no matter what happens right now thank you yes everything changes and it's important for you to not stop and not keep going and not move correct yeah yeah And it seems to me that movement is uh, something that is very important in your life. Two things. One, is movement uh, very important in your life? And what does movement mean to you? And second, were you a little girl who's always running around and full of energy? Or that is not your kind of personality? Yeah, I agree that movement is also my nature because uh, it's very interesting for me to to do something different, not to concentrate only on one thing and one point, by, but uh, have the diversity in my life. For example, if I never tried to do some, um, I don't know, activities like, uh, as I never did uh, cheerleading before America, then I decided to do that because I wanted to do something different. I wanted to bring diversity in my life. And if you to talk about me being a little girl and uh, having all that uh, energy, I think that, yeah, sometimes, of course, we're not, uh, people are not robots. And sometimes we, I also feel tired. I sometimes feel exhausted of all the things. But I think that it's um, the way to overcome that. It's just to have a little bit of rest, just a day or two to uh, not to think about something, relax and just um, get new energy, new motivation from something. For, for some other goals for the future. So uh, I can say that I'm always full of energy, but I acknowledge that it's also fine. Uh, and um, it's great that I found out how to overcome that, not to get the, the actual burnout, because that's a very great problem now for, uh, for many people. So yeah, I think that that's kind of my answer. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, you are motivated to expand and go out of your comfort zone and of course, that is challenges, challenging. So you have to struggle against those challenges and to sometimes to get the energy and the motivation to do that. You like to meet people with different backgrounds, hear their stories of overcoming their challenges, which fires you up 
in order to be motivated and full of energy to keep going. And what you like, if you stay in your comfort zone, there is no diversity and therefore you get bored and you want to expand it in order to go into different areas, bring something new. And whatever is in you is by definition outside your comfort zone. So the struggle is necessary. Persistence is necessary. And to keep moving and going. Did I understand correctly? Yeah, yeah, everything is, uh, is correct. And tell me about movement. When it comes to cheerleading or sports or anything that involves body movement, uh, do you do that often? And does it feel and symbolize and embody your, uh, the importance and desire of, for movement in your life? Yeah, sure. Before I went in, Erica, I can't say that I was a great fan of sport. Yeah, I did some exercise. I could go jogging, for example, sometime in the morning. But when I was in America and I've heard about uh, the tryout sport cheerleading team, I was very interested in that because it was something I never did before. And I was like, why not? Why not to try that? Even if I fail, it's fine. I, I will overcome that and try something else. But And hopefully I was... Uh, I was agreed to uh, to join the team, and I was just I was so happy. And after that, yeah, I I understood that uh, all the trainer, all the um, all the thing that cheerleading gave me uh, that also is connected to my inner world, to my personality personality. Because when you do some sport exercises, of course, it's very hard when you do that, like. For the uh, for a long period of time, because uh, there is always the risk, and there is always like um, um, you always want to stop doing that because it's so hard. But actually, that also gave me that spirit, I think, to continue no matter where it happens. And now, after cheerleading, after I came back to uh, Ukraine, I also decided not to give up sport, uh, even if we even though we do not have any cheerleading teams in my town uh, but hopefully we will have that in the university of the quarantine is done uh, but i do some stretching and do some yoga it makes me feel that balance in myself and it also i think that builds up my spirit and gives me more awesome energy for also some my own goals maybe so i think that sport is also very related to um to the to every person's goals and some achievements Thank you. And tell me about reciting poems. Do you love the sense of movement of the words and the melodies in the poetry? Or are you interested, like you mentioned earlier, more in the message? And therefore, what kind of message is interesting to you? Or is the act of being there and sharing a message that can inspire people is the best part about reciting poetry? Tell me more. Yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, reciting poems also inspires me very much. And I started doing that from, I think, when I was in that like second grade of school, of elementary school, I think. So, and uh, at that time, I can't say that I did like to recite poems because um, I had many troubles and uh, to how to feel every word. I was like, how, how can I feel the word? It's like impossible to do that. But now I am so grateful for my teacher. She is a real, real professional in her sphere. And now I understand that I really want to, you know, to be, be like a bridge. For example, when I recite a poem, I 
tell I retell the message to the people, to the public that the author wanted to tell. And also my favorite genre of um, maybe not genre but just topic of poems is nature first of all because I think that nature is what gives us also a great uh, motivation and inspiration for uh, all the great uh, all the great things in life. And also I think that I love some some maybe philosophical uh, poems because they kind of uh, tell us about the the sense of life of what that we have to pay attention to every detail because nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow that every like even like a small tear uh a small water on the grass uh, is so beautiful when it shine when we see that uh flash from the sun uh in daytime and i think that it's actually amazing how um, how these poems can express that beauty and that message to other people. And I love to, uh, you know, it's, um, for some people, it's not a very great, it's not a very interesting activity to read poems. Yeah, okay, they can read some other, like, novels or some other stories, but poems is not for everyone, and I understand that. But I think that when I recite poems and when people listen to that and I see that they understand the point of that, they understand the message, I feel that I also do that for some purpose. That And I get also a great inspiration from that uh, from that activity. So uh, when I have any contest uh, in university or that I had at school before, I took part in all of that because I wanted people to see that, to, to feel that emotions. I wanted them to understand the message of uh, the poets, oh, of different poets. So yeah, I think that it also a great inspiring activity for me. I love how you described poetry and to make sure, because you said that it was difficult to you at first to feel every word. And even earlier, you mentioned that being an empath and feeling people's emotions is a skill you're developing. So are you more of a highly emotional person or more of a logical person? I think that I'm more of a maybe high emotional person, but when I when I'm confident in people who are around me, I think when I uh, when I'm for example with people whom I never met before, I I do not show my emotions that that uh, in a full way because um, I just want you know to make more contact with them to feel the wave the wavelength that I'm on with them and on and at that time I'm I'm feel, I acting more in a logical way. But I think that emotions are also a great part of my life because uh, I'm an emotional person. I cannot keep everything in myself. I have to express it to my family, to my friends, to, I don't know, to, um, to communicate about something that expresses me a lot, that inspires me a lot. And it's also, I think, that it's my nature to express things, not to keep them in myself, but to let other people know what I feel in that moment. But I think that it also, uh, only with the people whom I actually trust, whom I, with whom I feel uh, in a comfortable way. Yes, expressive, but with the people you trust and you feel comfortable with. And I had multiple guests, especially the girls who said, that often they're highly emotional, but when they walk around the street or they're not with their family and best friends, they have a very serious poker face. And sometimes people think, why is that girl so angry? Well, she can be happy, but she doesn't look that way. Do you have that? 
Did people notice it in the U.S., etc.? <laughs> and tell me more about this. Yeah, sure. I think that many girls do that, but I think that we do that not to make other people make uncomfortable. Just to, I don't know, when I do that, when I, for example, put my earphones, earphones on and I listen to some music and I go around my city, I just get more confidence, I think, in myself. I don't know how it works, but I feel every second of my life, I think, that moment. So when I do that kind of poker face also, I think that um, I just... Uh, enjoy myself maybe enjoy my time uh, enjoy spending time with myself and it's also kind of i think connected to psychology some psychological tricks but i i want i have to learn more about that and talking about america i think that people it's not about people in america to do the to make the poker face i think that they always smile to to each other and it also brings such a positive impact on your on your whole day, day when you see, for example, a person, uh, just a strange person whom you never met before, uh, smiling to you and saying just, how are you? And you feel really bad from, uh, after uh, meeting that person. But I think that it maybe depends on the mentality. Maybe for Ukrainian people, it's more for, for Ukrainian youth, it's uh, more uh, common and it's also fine. But for, as I noticed in America, I think that it's not the nature of how they behave. Yes, I meant that I comment on you that your face is too serious. That's what uh, I meant. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I had no, I had no choice. I, I smiled. Also, I don't know why, but I, I didn't want to do to make a poker face in America. I just uh, smiled also to the people. But here in Ukraine, I think that people are sometimes just do not. They, I don't know. It's it's fine for them. They a lot of people do that, and they just do not pay attention. Uh, or just do not take it too close to their hearts, maybe, if they see some people going around with a poker face. Yes, and so far you mentioned feeling confident three times, and you said it with a lot of emotions. What does confidence mean for you? And feeling confident, what is necessary for you to feel that? Yeah, so as I take part in different contests and I love to recite poems, it's and I now I try to well, it's not very very possible to do that in time of quarantine. But before, after flex and in, uh, during my uh, my time in America, uh, I had to I had to speak speak in public. I had to uh, recite poems or just tell um, speak out some information, for example, and of course to do that and to have the best outcome you have to be confident and i knew that and that's why i had to kind of um tell it to myself that i have to concentrate and that i have to be confident in myself that because if i did if i do not believe in myself well not nobody will actually because if everything first uh, uh, depends on you and that's why i think that confidence first of all is very um it's very important for me when I uh, do some uh, recitation contests or I speak in public. Um, and also, I think that uh, as I as I noticed that when I started to raise that confident uh, feeling of confidence in my soul, I just I noticed that uh, actually all the good things, all the good situations were coming to my life. So I think that the way how you feel yourself, the way how you behave and the way how you uh, raise that feeling of confidence actually um, has the influence on your whole life. Because if you're confident, if you try at least to become more confident and to um, 
to uh, get that feeling in your soul, in your personality, then all the good things will actually come to your life. I don't know why it works, but it worked for me. And I've heard from uh, a lot of very inspiring people, also some celebrities who talked about it. And they also say that uh, when you start uh, believing in yourself, when you when you raise that uh, confidence in your personality, then everything good comes to your life. So I think that is the way how to how you set up yourself, then the whole life will have a better, uh, a good outcome. So it depends on that. Thank you. And I noticed you speak about the times before quarantine fondly and with nostalgia. How did the quarantine affect maybe your mental health? Or are you keeping busy in order to not be affected? Or if you did, what did you do in order to rebalance yourself and overcome these challenges? Yeah, uh, the, I remember the first month of quarantine in Ukraine, and I were I was graduating from school at that time. We were preparing for exams, for very serious exams. And at that time, I did not notice any changes because I was full. I was deeply um, diving into a great amount of information of different uh, formulas and uh, and stuff like that. But after I entered the university and I started my uh, first year in the university, I and we were just going there for one month and then we came home, came back home in quarantine. Uh, and in some times I realized how I missed communicating and keeping in touch with people. Yeah, we could do that via the internet, Telegram, Instagram, but it's not like real conversation, you know, real communication. And that's why I think that, of course, sometimes I felt like I was lonely and I didn't feel, um, I didn't, I, I just needed that feeling of uh, that, um, I needed that communication and, and uh, they connect with people. But uh, in some times, yeah, I realized that I there was nothing I could do because we had actually to stay there and uh, stay in quarantine and be home. And in my village, there are not so many people going around here. But, um, and yeah, I didn't, I I don't think that I could like go for a walk with somebody because we were a little bit afraid of what can happen uh, and of the virus because of the virus. But in some time, I decided that uh, in order not to not to feel really bad, I had to I had to find something new for myself in order to um, just um, spend some time uh, wisely in a in a great way and not missing and not feeling that bad that bad and that's why that's when i discovered um some courses for me um just on um, on the internet and i decided to learn some new tricks of management and also that i was interested in also in economics but i think yeah uh, that quarantine actually influenced many people in a mental way it, it influenced their mental health and i think that it actually um also influenced my mental health and i feel a little bit a little bit like rest I think of it because we were everybody was talking and still still talking about the virus about the quarantine and it was really really pressing I think and uh, like I was a little bit um like tired of all the conversation about it but I think that now we are kind of we got accustomed to that um to the situation now we got all the uh, best things out of the situation we uh we have more time 
to you study because when you when um so i have to go to the bigger city and um go into the university to my dormitory it takes a lot of time and when i was there like for some time i i understood that i just waste my time going from the university and back to the dormitory and somewhere else but now i see how much time i can save for myself for doing something interesting for and just uh, getting uh, the best out of the, this situation so i think that um now it's not that bad as it was uh, in the beginning yes and you spoke about your university why specifically did you choose that university and didn't go to Kiev, for example, or Lviv, or Odessa, or any other city. Why that university and why Kharkiv? Yeah, uh, well, I am from the Kharkiv district, and but um, I was thinking about different cities, about Kiev, about Odessa, about Lviv also, and I I was thinking about going to their university universities because they they are wonderful. Also, they get they give uh wonderful education to students but i really like Kharkov because uh this city is kind of also native for me because i uh traveled there i traveled there uh for so many times and i have so many friends in there and i also was thinking a lot about choosing the university after especially after i came back from america because while being in america i was thinking about learning chinese language or maybe some I don't know, other languages connecting my future only with the languages. But after sometimes I realized maybe not fully, but just in, a, in some part and in some extent. Um, and after that, I've heard about this university uh, and I went to the um, kind of uh, the event they organized before quarantine and they uh, talked about all the faculties, all the specializations they had at that time. And I really love their first, their new specialization, uh, international IT management, because I also wanted to do something to connect myself into the uh, to the IT sphere. But I was so like afraid of that because IT sphere is huge and there are so many technologies and different spheres and that. And after that, I was like, okay, so management and IT, it's so great to combine them so I can work in the IT sphere and still be connected to the management to techniques and, and methodologies. Uh, and that was really, really great for me. And that's why I think I chose that. And I, I've heard many great feedbacks from my friends who studied there. And also, I think that I'm a little bit of the homey person. I I need to sometimes to connect with my family, to see them. And sometimes I cannot leave them uh, for a lot of to, for a long time. That's why I decided to go somewhere not too far away from them. Um, and I also thought that, for example, I can. I can always go to Kyiv to some courses or to some events and to get some contacts around in there. So I think that um, it's it's also it's always possible. Uh, but I still chose that university, and I'm actually very satisfied with that right now because we're doing very important, very uh, interesting uh, lessons and different. We learn about different techniques, and it's very interesting to learn about economics management. It's I, I now I realize that I I did a, a right choice a right choice for myself. Wonderful and. You're a homely person, so probably I imagine you reflect a lot. What do you think is some advice you learned about life or you want to remind yourself of that would be useful to the listeners in order to live better 
to struggle better, to achieve more, or just to be happier? What would you say? Yeah, I would say that it's possible to do anything, even if you're from a small city or even or if you're from a big city, it doesn't matter where you're from, where you are from. You can do anything, it's possible to achieve anything. But to do that, you have to work hard. It's like there is it's it's not possible to achieve something without working hard. So it's very important to do to find all the strengths inside of your personality, inside of your soul and to put them into the goal. And as I said before, never give up because if you give up, of course, your dream will never come true. So I think that the first thing is always to be on the way to the goal and, you know, never be ashamed of yourself because I am from a small city and I always thought that I was like, mm, I sometimes feel so like bad and I feel so uh, ashamed. But now I, I realize that it's also a great advantage for me because uh, that gave me more difficulties, more um, more difficulties, difficulties that I could overcome and that would give me a great experience for my future profession. So I think that it's also um, a great, I think it's, um, an important advice not to be ashamed of yourself but to be proud of yourself because uh, every person is so unique every person can do anything to achieve his or her goal I like how you have this great belief that the more difficulties you have the better it is because you'll overcome more and therefore you'll become more valuable for your future profession and goals and work and I like that. And to make sure, where did that come from? Is it from experience? Is it from sports? Maybe you did it and then you became stronger every time and you thought, wow, I am getting stronger. This works. Or how did that begin? Yeah, I think that, of course, FLAX program and my time in America, especially cheerleading team that I was accepted was like, wow for me i was so inspired after that and of course um after that they, these experiences they gave me a great belief in myself but i think that on the first place it's my family because uh, especially my mom because she always believes in myself in me and she always tells me that uh, nastia you will do that just believe in yourself you can do that i believe in you and it gave me a great support it gave me a great belief in myself also so i think combining all of these factors this is how i uh i i got that feeling of belief in myself i got the confidence and i'm raising it still uh more and more right now great and to end this can you share your social media if people wish to follow you as well as a little bit more about your work as an English teacher and if people want to learn more about that. Yeah, sure. It's the best way to follow to uh, connect me is to follow on Instagram. Uh, and there I'm going to uh, soon I'm planning to put some posts about learning English, about some tricks and uh, about some tips about that because um, I think that that's what people are always interested in. So I think that Instagram, it's nastia.v, uh, is the best way to connect me. Thank you. I will make sure to write it in the description. And I wish you inspiration, motivation, energy, and all those things that make you feel confident. Thank you, Nastia. Yeah, thank you so much. I feel so inspired right now from that talk. And I'm so honored to be interviewed by you. So thank you so much for your work, for everything that you do for Ukraine.